Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to this special re-release of the Carrie Kenny Silver episode, one of my earliest of the JV Club. And, you know, I just had the absolute pleasure and joy of performing with Carrie on the Mo Willems uh, show here up at SF Sketchfest. Carrie also did uh, a number of different shows, including with um, members of the state sketch group, did a fantastic reunion show. She did a storytelling show. Oh my gosh, she was all over the place. And it was so great to spend some time with her. And I just thought, you know what, we need to replay that Carrie Kinney Silver episode because she is divine. So I hope everyone's doing well. Really looking forward to seeing some more of you up at Sketchfest for upcoming shows. Of course, I have Braving the Elements coming up this Sunday. I have Theme Park Improv coming up this Saturday and a whole bunch more. So check out sfsketchfest.com for details. You can even search me by name if you're like, what's Janet up to? Um, And you will also see many, many, many other luminaries from Max Fun and beyond showing up on that calendar. So come hang out with us in San Francisco. And in the meantime, enjoy this episode with the amazing Carrie. Hey, you're listening to the JV Club. Uh, my name is Janet Varney. I have a guest with me that I just couldn't be more excited to have sitting on my rug in my home. <laughs> um, didn't even offer her a chair. Unfortunately, she is uh, having to sit on the floor. Uh, it's very 70s. Uh, her, she put her keys in a bowl when we got here, and uh, it's a big, sexy 70s key party. Um, Carrie Kinney Silver, welcome. Thank you for having me on your floor. Thank you so much for, for, for being here. Um, you are hilarious. Thank you. Uh, you are someone I've been a fan of for a very long time, which makes me suddenly feel like I shouldn't be able to say that because I want to be young enough that, that I couldn't have been a fan for, of anyone for a long time. I am not a fan of people who come up and go, my dad used to watch you. What? All the time. My parent, And I, I feel like, why can't you just say, like, I'm a fan or, right. or something, but always ha- they have to justify it with, my parents used to watch you. Are you me. serious? Yeah. Used that wow, parents and used to. That's a real double whammy. Like if they could somehow but, fit in the sentence and you look kind of fat today, that's right. that's basically how I feel. Right. But what's funny about that is that I you've performed at the comedy festival that I run and I feel like the people who come out to see those shows are our age or younger. It's not like yeah. we're bringing out people who you're not, you weren't on Mary Tyler Moore. Let's no, be clear I wasn't, about that. I think that I, I feel like they make me feel sometimes like they see episodes of the state or, or Viva variety or something on, like at the library. Right. Right. Uh, by the way, my dog has, is really interested in Carrie and yes. was just sniffing her hair. And I want to say marvelous job of not being distracted really by the fact that hair. he's dropping toys at your feet but right what now. What I'm concerned about is your cat has a lump on his neck. But I think yeah, she like... has a little skin tag. Yeah, okay. She has a little skin tag. She's okay. um, 15. Oh, honey, you're yeah, old like Yeah, and she, she asks like a kitten, right? Oh. My mom used to watch you. Oh, uh, I clearly have a very worried, very old lady uh, grandma cat in me. Oh, um, hello! I'm a big fan. I'm old. I'm I'm like this. It's like I'm singing, but I'm ancient. 
so, you know, I've read interviews with you. I, you guys did an amazing state reunion at SF Sketch Fest, yes. which is my festival. Thanks and you. Um, you guys talked a ton about working together uh, as a sketch group in college. Um, I also want to kind of avoid the... Oh, you were the only girl in an all-male sketch troupe. What must have that been like? Because I know yeah. I, I was with a group, you know, with three people, uh, three dudes other than me, and it never felt like, oh, I'm the woman. Like, it never right. felt that way. It just felt like we were sort of all unisex, kind well, of. We were just I people. I agree with that, coming from being the only woman in that group. However, there is something great, I feel like, from the outside to be able to say that a woman could fit into that world. Yeah. And have it be seamless yes. was, um, I feel like a great accomplishment. Not my accomplishment, just that it just that it worked. Yeah. And when I see other women in things, that it doesn't matter. Yeah. They try Comedy Central or uh, the, uh, where were we? The MTV did say, okay, now how about you know? I don't know. Is there going to be color? Is there going to be more women? And and we said th- this is just who we are. This is yeah. So we didn't sit down and say let's find one woman and ten men. Right. And it wasn't like a boy band situation where a network gets together and tries to we find wrong. this. It was a boy band. Oh, it was. We were originally a, a boy band. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, we I... were not good. And we realized uh, we were better at comedy. Most boy bands are really good. Yeah, no, so we that's the surprise. We're terrible. We're terrible. We don't wow. even sing and we can't dance. So wow. it didn't work out. I'm glad the comedy thing ended up kind of coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to... I love the idea of you having to look down and see Westport, Connecticut. Yeah, sure. Small town? That's school? Me. That's me. Uh, so you're from Westport, Connecticut. I'm Rumor has it. I was. Is that a, is that no? Is that just sort of a suburban community where you're going? I don't, I'm from the West Coast, so I don't know. But is it sort of small town? Go to a big school in a big city, or was it just a small smaller community? It's a, big a smaller city? community. This is how I have like this little speech that I give when I run into people at cocktail parties, and you go, "Where are you from?" Yeah. I Westport, Connecticut, was where I spent my weekdays, my school days, growing up, and that was uh, the what. The equivalent on the West Coast is Malibu, which I work, where's, mm-hmm, where I live now, incidentally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it is basically a J. Crew catalog. Okay. Is, what, is Westport. Lovely, That's sort of what I think of when I think of the East Coast anyway. So. Parties. I don't, I've never been to <laughs> but, You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I spent my weekends in New York City with my dad, who my parents were divorced. Yeah. And uh, spent weekends and anytime I could in the city with my dad. Spent summers with my grandparents in Pekin, Illinois. Oh, which okay. Which is the tiniest. They just got a stoplight, front page mm. of the newspaper. Yeah, I think I read about that. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, so I had I had all that stuff, and I'm really grateful for it. That's, so I, yeah. But, but uh, a lot of small town, and then uh, a lot of a lot of New York, too. And did you, and you have a, a brother and a sister? Half. I have a half. Half, okay. We're okay. divorced. Uh-huh. <laughs> My father uh, remarried and had my sister and my brother, and I'm more like an okay. aunt. Because and so, yeah, are you? I grew up an only child. My my brother just graduated NYU. Last okay, week, okay. And my sister, right at this very moment, is yeah. having her second child. Oh as wow! A, as a younger person, she's in her twenties. So. We should have done this podcast from the hospital. I room. know. That's what I'm thinking. What a mistake! But, yeah, something exciting might happen with my body though, because I did have a taco. Hey! Not as exciting as well, as exciting, but markedly similar. Uh, for those of you who don't know much about physiology, right, um, okay. So interesting that you are an only child. What and from and did your mom remarry? My mom did not. My mom, my mom fascinates me. Her story fascinates me because she was married to my dad for I guess like twelve years, mm-hmm. 
just didn't work out. They're still very good friends. Mm-hmm. She went on one date since their dog is really. She's I, freaking I really out. Get, I excite. You know what? I might have to put him outside. Because we're talking about divorce. It's a hot topic. I think we might have to pause while I put him outside because right now he's Matt Myra is here helping me run this podcast and now he's playing tug of war. Um, okay, we are back. The dog is outside and I've just warned Carrie. I'm anticipating his uh, woof that is very specific to, hey, FYI, I am out here and I would love to be in the mix. My dog does that too. It's a single. So, yep. Woo! It's just a little attention yeah. seeking. Yoo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cute. It's, We're going to ignore it if cute. it happens. I hope that it picks up on the mic. It's not that cute. So it's, we'll ignore it. Yeah, we will ignore it. Um, okay. So, so yeah, th- this is weird because everything you're saying is pretty much my upbringing so far yeah. in terms of like how long my parents were married and being an only child, but I don't have any siblings. But my mom um, had, has had essentially one, I don't know, date, one very short lived boyfriend who was a priest. After my father. And then hey, that was it. Bird. And she's just done. Me too. That's how my mom she's was. Done. Just done. She I'm just, done. she, uh, when my parents split up, which was when I was like five, how old were you? Seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then she was done and I've never seen my mom be in a relationship Ever. with anyone and she's great. Ever. And yeah, she's just, and it's not a matter of like, she's miserable. She never no. talks about it. She's super no. happy with her life. But I she brought was, it up finished. one time. Like, yeah, done. I said one time to her mom, if you're gay, that's awesome. And she... <laughs> Trust. Okay. My mother has many gay friends. She has many friends who are not gay. But when I said to her, if you're gay, that's okay. She went, Carrie. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You know what? Enough. She just, she has her stuff where she likes it. Yep. Her channel changer TiVo is set to the shows she likes. Oh yeah. My parents are so comfortable in the space that they're in with that, you know, they like it how they like it and they've been doing it for so long that whatever companionship might bring to the table is absolutely not as interesting. Yeah, any negative is just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Which I get. I, I get mean, it. I kind of get it. I get it. But I would have loved to have seen someone sort of cherish my mom. Yeah. Because I feel like she's adorable. That's a nice way to nice put it. To, you know? That's a nice way to put it. Somebody kind of feeding back to her all the great things about her because I just don't think you get that. You don't get that from friends. That's a beautiful way to put it. But it's funny because I I only saw it the other way, which is she's dodged all the douchebags. Well, there's that. But that is true. Except for the priest. Except for the priest. No, he was was, a douchebag. How does that work? Oh my Lord. That he was a priest. We, my mother is the secretary at the church and, um, this guy was, you know, single, he's not a priest. He's a minister in a Mm -hmm. Methodist church and Mm -hmm. they're able to marry and date and everything. Oh, and, uh, he was just, uh, he was something else. That guy, he was a piece of work. And, um, how old were you when she was, I think I was about 12 or Uh 13 and I was not a fan. Yeah. You know. Was, and how long did she didn't date Didn't work him? for me. It's all about me. Did you me. say that? How long she dated them? Minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, minutes. So it wasn't even yet. No, 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 no. And that was the one foray into... That was the one. This is what it's like when mom yeah. has a boyfriend. Let's Uh-oh. let loose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Now, um, did you go to church with your mom? I did. And did you want to or did she make you? I wanted you? to. I loved yeah. it. You know, yeah. I had a very... I had a very different experience with religion growing up than, than most of my... F- you know, funny friends now, mm-hmm. is, which is that yeah, religion's not hip. It's not in, hip. In the comedy it's not world. necessarily hip. If Judaism's pretty hip, but That's true. but but devout anything is not very hip. Right. And, and I um and I'm very hip. No, no, <laughs> I 
I went to the Methodist church growing up as a kid and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't my choice, but it wasn't, uh, I didn't go unwillingly, right. which is what we did. Yeah, yeah. And we went every Sunday and we, and I was very much a part. I was in the youth group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we had a terrific event every year called the Rockathon, where Hello. we would rock in a rocking chair in the church basement overnight to raise money for I charity. I don't know what I thought it was, but it's I didn't know it was going to be that much of a snore. Pretty That's impressive. sexy. <laughs> That's impressive. Uh, so I loved it. I had yeah. a great experience. I had yeah. a lot of friends from there, a lot of, uh, for lack of a cooler word, fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had no negative experience with uh, with the um, the religious aspect the at all. In fact, kind of my minister at my Methodist church was a lesbian woman. Oh, nice. And she was all about questioning. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, you know, when I went through the straight edge hardcore punk phase yep. and was still at church at the yeah. Rockathon, yeah. saying, "Well, maybe there is no god." Yeah. She was there to go, "Maybe there isn't. What do you why do you think that? Let's yeah. talk about that." Instead of, you know, you're banished to the back. Yeah. Whatever. So I had a great experience with it. That's awesome. When I was when I I had to go to a uh, Mormon church with my mom, she had custody of me on Sundays and I went willingly too. Um, although my dad would, but I love that you just said had to custody uh, for sure. For willingly. sure. I Those mean, yeah, no, 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 hundred percent true. There were definitely, <laughs> ta- well, what's funny is that I did go unwillingly when I was much younger and I, and it wasn't about, um, it wasn't about hating the church. It was about my mom. Like I just wanted to, I knew it was important to her. So yeah. it became real important to me not to want to go when I was seven, eight, nine, of course, blaming people for divorce. Of course. But then when I went through my punk rock phase and was wearing black lipstick and dog collars, mm-hmm. uh, although I was not straight edge, that dog collar is terrific. I, me, so by thank the way. you very much. It's you really don't think nice. the studs are a bit much? I don't think so. I also like it's a little loose because as we get older, our skin sags. Oh, and that absolutely. one does not. Well, I also have a very broad, guttural sort of a laugh, and the strain on my my vocal cords is too much if I I keep it real tight. I've been using the elastic ones. You have? Well, that's wonderful. It's like putting on your house clothes when you get home. You just Mm get nice and comfortable. Well, I have a house dog collar that I put on. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Terry cloth? Yeah, it's Terry Cloth. Love it. Yeah, it matches my my head wrap and my slippers. God, we have very similar We're so similar. Uh, but yet, so, uh, but anyway, I guess I was going to say that I, I always felt like the Mormon church that talks about self-educating and asking questions and, um, portends, like when you get baptized in the Mormon church, you're eight. And the idea is that you're not baptized when you're a baby because you need to be baptized when you're old enough to be making the choice. To make a choice. Which I which love that any eight-year-old eight could make any yes, choice. Yes. They should I be have able a to drink and vote and drive as yeah, well. My five-year-old's choice is often to not wear underwear and sometimes <laughs> pull his pants down in public. So I would love that he would make a life decision. Like Now's that. a good time to ask him how yeah. he feels about the Latter-day yeah. Saints. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that yeah, that was sort of the hypocrisy for me was feeling like one, once I got to the teenage age, I actually loved going, and I felt totally accepted, even though I would sort of. I mean, I was toning down my Robert Smith look when I went right. to church, but I still clearly stood out. Yeah. I always felt super accepted by everybody there, but I did feel frustrated that I I felt like it was it was you know actions but or words but not actions it was yes af- absolutely ask questions seek the truth but then not really not really okay you know, so okay that was that that was kind of frustrating for me but yeah um so were you were you 
I mean, were you popular? I guess that's where no. I real I wasn't. <laughs> Very surprising. I know you got I, into theater when you were I, pretty yeah, young, which is I love that you just uh, equated being in theater with not being popular. But I can only but, assume. But of let my me own tell experience. you, I, yes, and and I think we are very similar in that way. For for me, this this was my experience. I wanted more than anything to to belong yeah. to something. Yeah, and belonging to something for me meant a jacket comes with it. <laughs> okay, and they had jackets for softball, so uh-huh. that's where I went first. Yeah. And uh, this pathetic. Okay, here, I need to paint a picture for you too. Love it. I was as tall as I am now, which mm-hmm. is rather tall, yep. five nine. Yep. I was probably, I want to say 25 pounds thinner than I am right now. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm 120 right now. Bean pole. Yeah. I had remarkable buck teeth. (laughs) I had braces for six and a half years because it was sort of the year they came out with them. Six and a half. I sometimes wore a back brace. No, you didn't. Sometimes. Sometimes I did. I had a retainer and then some for, I feel like two years, but it was probably two weeks. One of those retainers that you with the brace around the back of your head. This is a John Hughes movie. I had remarkably greasy hair all the time. <gasps> I, uh. How was your skin? How was your skin? Oh, actually I had really good skin, but you couldn't see it past the retainer. You weren't unpopular. You couldn't see it past <laughs> the retainer. Focus on. Um, but it, oh. it was, you know, now as That's a mom, amazing. it just kills me when I see, you know, kids. But so I, uh all that stuff didn't go over so well. I think, <laughs> you know, I, I tried out for softball and, and needless to say, I, I have no idea. Didn't go. So I didn't get that jacket. Yeah. Tried out for cheerleading. And <gasps> on my life, you this tried ha- out. Honey, See, no, that's I, the confidence no, thing I'm going to talk about. Cause that's impressive to even take that I chance. Tra- well, it's amazing. very large ego, very low self-esteem at this point. Yeah. So I, I try out for cheerleading and the girls, God bless them. Truthfully thought I was joking. Oh. Truthfully thought I was joking and laughed and I went along with it. Like, I know, right? Like oh. I would want to be a cheerleader, oh. but I got to say it was around that time that I realized, well, I'm kind of funny. Is that yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there Is a jacket a for that? <laughs> um, and it turned out there was kind of a jacket for that. When yeah. I was in fifth grade in the yearbook, I was voted class clown. And that was something. And oh, all sure. I wanted was, I wanted a label. Sure, sure, sure. I wanted a jacket. I wanted a label. And I think all kids, sadly, I don't want this for my son. I don't yeah. want him to want a label. Yeah. But sadly, I think you are looking for who you are. Absolutely. For, for kids of that age, a jacket tells other kids who you are. Yeah. I yeah. am an athlete. Yeah. I am. Well, we didn't have jackets for the theater club in my school. Yeah. But I thought, well, it's something that I feel like I could do. So I went that way. I became the president of the theater company at our high school, which was a, actually a big deal. It was a yeah. very big school, Staples High School. Yeah. Um, a lot of kind of, you know, cool, big deal people went there. I'm and- going to assume that that's not um, branding and marketing and that it was not yeah. owned by the Staples. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we were totally, we had the Staples Stadium. Michael we were Jordan totally old there. school. It was before, uh, before Staples we were the was first. cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I badly wanted to be long. Yeah. I did not belong. But yeah. when I got, you know, classic story, when I got to the theater, and then, you know, by senior year, the braces came off. Yeah. Uh, put on a little weight in some of the right places. Mm-hmm. Got a perm. Hey, hey, uh, hey. Got a nose job for my 16th birthday, which Jesus. now I've rebroken and it's crooked. Wonderful. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so it started to look up for me, and um, but that's senior it, year, senior year. But it, I, I had a, a remarkable amount of self esteem come from theater and yeah. come from being funny, yeah, and that made me part of and and 
I think propelled me onto a summer program that I did where I met Tom Lennon. We were yeah, 17. Yeah, we've known each other for over 20 years. Yeah, we went to, to Northwestern summer program, the Cherubs, which was a, you know, really intense crazy theater camp. And then we both said, "Let's we're going to go to NYU." Yeah. And that's where we we met all the other guys and started the new group which became the state. And I think that's I mean, college tends to be I mean, I'm I don't have by the way a degree in psychology or counseling or anything you like that. You know what? That. This interview is over. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Carrie, please don't. I misread, I misread oh, the card. Yeah, I misread I the card. I know. Uh, and I know that I come off like I'm a real expert in a lot, but... Well, it's the jacket. Yeah, well, yeah. that's why. Yeah. I knew. I actually had done a little bit She has a jacket that says expert and, yeah, on the back. And on the back it says, yes, I do know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but it does seem like, I mean, you know, you sort of understand college to be for a lot of people, for a lot of people growing up where you kind of come into your own maybe a little bit more than high school. I um, wish for all children, yeah. I wish for all children to skip from preschool to college. <laughs> oh. I mean, it is, it is killing me. Thank God my son is handsome, big, coordinated and funny because dear God, I mean, I have my heart. Did you ever get bullied? I did get bullied. You did. I did get bullied. Me too. But you know what I did my, I feel like my sixth grade year is I one day bullied another girl Mm -hmm. because I'll remember it like it was yesterday because I thought this is the only way out of this. Yeah. And I'll never forget, we were on the school bus. I mean, this is classic after school special and it's all, it's all I needed. Yeah. I had been getting, being bullied by these other girls. I then got on the school bus one day and a girl who it's sort of like, you know, the classic Alcoholics Anonymous, like you're laying on the gutter and you're laughing at the guy that's down, like being right. washed away inside into the, the drain. Yeah. I uh, saw the one girl who I thought would, could be a target or seen as less than me at that, at that particular moment. Yeah. And uh, I pulled her glasses off oh. of her face for a show, you know, yeah. to, to, and sort of turned around, like, is everybody catching this? Yeah. And no, this was not sixth grade. This was fifth grade. Okay. And she slugged me so hard, which sent my white skinny ass tumbling off the school. I mean, oh. cr- um, cry. I never again, never, oh ever, ever. Gosh. And I knew, and I knew yeah. even at that time, this is not the right thing I'm to sure do. I'm sure your this heart was just feel racing right, and yeah. But I'm desperate to be part of. And, yeah. and maybe this is it. Well, I found out really quickly that was not the way. <laughs> well, it sounds like that was and maybe then be, for the then best. Like, friends. what would have happened? You know what I mean? How, how, how could that have changed well, the, it? Well, I think that what would have changed it is, and I think it often happens with kids, is it works. Yeah. People accept you. Yeah. And then it continues and continues. I, I'm horrified, horrified by these videos that I'm seeing of yeah. kids because all kids have camera phones now. I mean, I have chills right now of these yeah. kids beating each other up with kids surrounding them. I, I mean, I suppose it's always gone on. I feel like it's getting worse. Um, I'm just so glad I'm, I'm not a child in this time. Know. You know, That's how I feel. And I always wonder, I mean, I, I guess I am finally at the point in my adulthood where I find myself thinking those things more. I find myself saying those things more. Yeah. And I'm wondering where, because I don't have kids yet, but I'm wondering where the crossover happened between... because Because if I walk into a group of teenage girls... That's kind of 
the immediate wake up call that I'm not that person anymore. Mm -hmm. But without those, like if I do like a volunteer group or something without those girls right in front of me, I often feel like, Oh yeah, I'm the same. Like I really haven't changed at all until I see those girls. And then I go, okay, wait, I'm older. I'm definitely not. No, wait till you have a kid because I am immediately reduced to being five years old with my son. Right. And we get into arguments. Like I'm fine. My husband's like, you're 41. You you just told him that it's, that's yours and pulled it out of his hand. I, I have that, that sort of complex, too. I think that yeah. might have something to do with being an actor, too. Well, that was I guess that was kind of what I was thinking, too, in terms of um, thinking about even just when you were talking about wanting to find your voice and wanting to kind of belong or at least understand. If I don't belong here, I do belong here. I mean, isn't right. that kind of... Haven't we sort of ended up chasing that forever? There's right. this, this feeling of right. like, I'm still trying out for cheerleading oh, honey, because I'm going into a room and someone's kind of looking me over. Maybe they laugh at me for I the right I believe reason. that having children is the, is the biggest joke on humanity because I now am reliving. I, I finally, I, I feel like there was a two-year respite. And I became an adult and I accepted it. And I could look in the mirror and say, I look good. Right. I'm successful Which, in my way, career. Yeah. I have a successful relationship. I have a beautiful home. Yeah. Here comes a kid and I am reliving every oh, raw man. moment of it. The wedding, the pants in at the party and we oh, don't have extra. I mean, yeah. just the most, and I am reliving it as an adult who wishes I could shake that person and say, it's, it's not always going to be like this, but for a while it is. Yeah. And for a while it's going to really suck. Yeah. But look, I, I, I want to put like a diorama up and go, this was me. This is, this is the stages and look now. Yeah. So it's going to be okay. And I, and I do, I do try and give the process the benefit of the doubt and say, it's character building. Yeah. It's character building. Yeah. But I, I am one of those moms that has to hold myself back when at the playground, an older kid says, you're dumb. I don't want to play with you and oh, let my son have yeah. his experience yeah. because I, and I, and now I feel that way about all children, yeah. which is, is even harder. So if yeah. I'm at the grocery store and I see a kid, I, yeah, it's, I feel that way and I'm not even yeah. a mom. I'm I wrong just get again. So it, maybe it's age. Maybe and, it's an age because yeah. we've been there. Yeah. Did, did your mom, how did your mom, I mean, obviously all due respect to your parents and, uh, but did, did you feel like you had a great connection with your parents when you were a teenager? Did they trust you? Did they not trust you? Did you feel like you, I had the world's best connection with my parents. Nice. They, they, my father would have these experiences, you know, that he would share with me. He would mess up sort of in, in his emotions and come to me and say, I messed up. You know, yeah. this is how I feel. I shouldn't have said that. It was very real. It was, yeah. it was very dynamic. It yeah. was, it was big. Um, yeah. and my mom was very even keel, which I think was a nice combination for me because I'm yeah. capable of being that, but I'm also capable of the, the raw, enormous, explosive emotion. Right. Um, but I called my mom the first time I did cocaine. I, I was working at a restaurant and, um, I'll, I'll clarify now and say, I don't do cocaine. I don't do drugs. (laughs) I don't even drink alcohol, one glass of wine every two months. But I, I, um, if I were a drug addict, this wouldn't be such a great story, but, um, (laughs) but you know, I, I tried all those things once. Yeah, me too. And, um, that not once, some of them more than once, but I don't do them now. I, at one time, at is one what time, I you meant at one the, time. The, 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 the but when I was play. seventeen, I worked at a restaurant, and if anyone has ever worked in a restaurant uh, on the west east coast, you know that there's a lot of things going on there. And I, uh, I tried cocaine, and yeah. I called my mom and I said, "Mom, I don't, I, I don't know what's if you need to take me to the hospital or what. I just snorted cocaine." <laughs> And my mom's like, okay, calm down. 
fast. My mom came and got me. She drove me home. She sat and sort of fanned me down wow. and was like, we'll talk about this in the morning. Wow. And, um, yeah. So I, I, I that um, is amazing. I was afraid to tell my parents anything, uh, that I was doing that was wrong. And I, I started when I was really young in high school, too young. Yeah. And, um, and I, I was terrified of admitting that. And my mom always assumed the worst, and my dad always assumed the very best. Yeah. So either way, I felt, like, angry at my mom for thinking the worst of me. Right. And really mad at her when she was right, and not wanting to tell her that. Like, I don't want to tell win. her I got high. Yeah. And then absolutely not ever wanting my dad to think that I was anything but, you know, this kind of great kid who was, yeah. yeah. So it's really cool that you had that relationship with your mom where you could... Or you could do that, and she would. There's the bark. Yeah, I'm out it was, here. Actually, I'm out sounded here. Sounded a little more desperate than I sounded expected. Like maybe He's probably holding visible. on to it for a long time. Yeah, he knew we were recording. He just woke up. Yeah, yeah. bless his heart. Uh, I just gave the dog a greenie. <laughs> just an update. Just, just gave the an dog update. A greenie. I don't know what we're gonna do if the dog isn't around for <laughs> any some of these podcasts. I'm gonna have nothing to talk about. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so I, we were just saying it's amazing that you were able to have that relationship with your mom where she didn't, yeah. so she trusted you enough that she knew if my daughter's doing this, I'd rather know and I'm yeah. going to be kind of even keel about it. I'll, I'll tell you this. This is my, my favorite, my mom story. This is, this is, she's a superhero. Um, I, I can't, I'm trying, I always, I don't remember how it happened and she doesn't remember either or claims not to. Um, <laughs> but I was at the age where we were still going to my pediatrician, but I was sexually active. Mm-hmm. I think I was 16. Mm-hmm. And so you were six. So this is, yeah. so, cause and I want to put this in a context just because I, a lot of us might still be thinking of back brace braces. Yeah. No, no, retainer. no. See, okay. Here, this is the year the braces came off. Okay. So this is the nose year job. Year? This is this, junior year. Okay. okay. Right, 16, junior year. Okay. The braces come off. Got it. Perm. Got it. Again, I don't know how many times I have to say perm, Janet. Yeah, no. I, I had should, a perm. They could have just been the perm. I mean, the per- else, I don't know what they put in that action. thing, but it was like, yeah. really, I always really got the fellas I going. A, I wanted a full-on fro. I honestly did, and I yeah. knew I would never get that, so I, I didn't get a perm because I knew it would just be frustrating. No, I had just I sort of a lame, get. smelly yeah, perm. a crinkly poodle perm. But at the time, it was... It was, it That's worked. That's what you did. Uh, it was a man magnet. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I got, you so know. So you went from like, did you have any boyfriends? Like, did you have yeah, boyfriends when you, even when you were more, I did. a little more awkward? I did. I had a boyfriend in high school who was wonderful. I'm actually still friends with him now. He's an editor. He moved here to LA. Nice. He and his wife have two adopted children. Um, and they he was my boyfriend and they named what this is getting weird. weird. <laughs> um, he's here now. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, hello. Yeah. He, um, we were, he was my boyfriend for three years in high school and he was a straight edge, hardcore kid, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. straight edge, straight edge, like mm-hmm. no sugar, no, I don't know about Whoa. sugar. No, but no, no alcohol, no yeah. fun. Yeah. But yeah. I loved yeah. him. We, we had a great time together. Maybe some chocolate milk. No, so no. too much. You're pushing it. No, yeah. no, no. We had a lot of fun together, but hit my senior year, then I started dating, uh, another, no, 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 excuse me. My freshman year, I dated a senior. Hey. But I still wasn't, didn't look great. He was just, I was easy. And then my <laughs> sophomore, junior, senior year, I had that same boyfriend. Got it. Uh, up into college. Got it. 
Anyway, here I am, 16, heaving breasts, perfect skin. Um, no, I was, I my, I met the pediatrician with my mom. Yeah. Because that's what we still, it was. She was going to go in with you. She was but... going to go in with me. And I said, you know, I'm just going to run in and see Dr. Shoot by myself just real quick. You can finish whatever you have to do out here. <laughs> finish and read Goodnight Moon again, whatever you want to do. Um, have a Pop-Tart. Not, and not date anyone. Not date any a priest. or. Yeah. And, uh, God, I hope my parents don't hear this. So then I, uh, I went in and I said to, to my doctor who God love him that he was the, he was the town doctor, you know, he'd been around forever and he was a listener. And in fact, on his Aww. desk was a stone that engraved that said, learn to listen, Aww. learn to listen. I'll never forget that. And I'm sorry. What, what was it? Sorry. What? Oh, God, do you that could, horrible no, you bit. Not. But anyway, uh, what was I saying? Um, I tried to do a bit on your bit and the bit didn't work. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, so he, he was incredible. He was wonderful to have growing yeah. up. Um, I also had a therapist for about a year cause my parents were divorced and her name was Dr. Mold. This no. is true. I feel like no. she was a hundred, might've been 95. Lesser. And she just would sit and analyze me while I colored. And so I was smart enough at seven to draw like houses on fire and parents with their heads cut off. <laughs> Because I, totally like, I was like, I was like, I'm on to you, bitch. Doctor Mold. Doctor Mold. And she'd be like, I don't. I think we've got problem. And I was like, oh. I'm fine. Then my parents got divorced. I get it. They don't love each other. They yeah. love me. I didn't do anything wrong. Let's move yeah. forward. Um, but so at this doctor visit, I go and I say, Doctor Shoop, um, it just terrified, terrified yeah. of his judgment. Of yeah. His, and I said, I, I had a, a sexual encounter. I don't know how I put it. And he said, Okay, okay. Uh, I said, so I guess like, I don't know, I need birth control or, you know, I have a boyfriend and, you know, it's only one part. I'm not, you know, and he's like, okay, so I'm not judging, but, um, I've known your mom for 30 years and I really feel Carrie as your friend and doctor that we need to bring her in here right now, because I feel like I know your mom probably better than you do. Mm. She, she, it's going to be okay. Well, that moment between the doctor going out and bringing my mom in, I'll never forget. And my mom, God love her. God love her, sat in that chair, tears welling up in her eyes, you know, sort of nodding. And she kept saying, you know, um, do you know what this means? You know, this is an emotional experience. This is not just a physical, this is emotion. I'm have oh, having this conversation with my poor mm. mother in this room. And God love her. She said, if this, if this is what you're going to do, yeah, and I can't talk you out of it, and I've given you all the information, and I'm yeah. here to answer questions, then let's also put you on birth control. Yeah. And and they did. They they um they had me circumcised. And, uh, uh that's not the right word. They, uh, you know what I mean. Castrated. Uh so no, he I uh she um Well, you really she really She put me a chastity in. belt. Chastity in. belt on me. Um Ooh. no, they put me they put me on I think it was I can't remember what it was called, but it was just one of the low-level birth control yeah. pills or something. I was on it for a while. And then I, we broke up and then I went to college and then started having, you know, more normal relationships. Did there, you but. feel like, I mean, and again, if any, if I ever touch on anything, you're like, eh, it's I'm, nobody's business. Right now I'm talking about my vagina, Did so you? I don't know where you're going to go. It's going to be weird. Well, I guess. Well, you see, it's easy for the comedy people to talk about the vagina, but what about the heart to carry the heart? That's oh, yeah. Not sure. You want me again, to talk about? with the dog and the shittiness. Speaking of. Um, Scott. I love that your dog's name is Scott. Honestly. I just love that it's so pedestrian. Here's what I found out I say because someone called me on it who comes over here for, I have this regular salon group where we meet and ostensibly are learning about things we wouldn't know about otherwise because I feel like I'm getting more stupid as I get older. I feel like I haven't been invited to that, Um, but go on. uh, Now that I know you're interested. All right. um, And uh, 
I guess I've said this more than once when my dog has been misbehaving in front of other people, apparently to the point where she thought it was a command. Oh, no. Scott, under no circumstances. <laughs> Just organically coming out of my mouth. You'll I be not, a good parent. I say that? Evidently, You'll be a very I good say parent. under no circumstances yeah. repeatedly. My son, my son yeah. goes into the backyard now. And when I say, go tell daddy it's time for dinner, he goes in the background and back, backyard and he goes, Steve, in the most obnoxious. And I was like, that's what he hears I'm coming out of my mouth. I'm to be a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get, so this is my question. My question is, I, I'm just looking back at who I was and when I started having sex. And I mean, I guess it's always the question of how right were you? Were you ready? And, and, and was your mom right? Was it really more emotional than maybe it felt? Or did it feel like it was a really big emotional thing for you too? It was were... a big emotional thing for me. I'll tell you that my first experience was with somebody that it shouldn't have been with. Mm-hmm. And it was it, just because that that person, I was a freshman, he was a senior, he didn't yeah. care about me. Yeah. But I was doing that girl of I'm someone's paying attention to me. Yeah. And he's more important than me somehow yeah. because of the age and because he's cute and yeah. you know, he has a car. Yeah. So, so it was not right that he didn't, you know, abuse me in yeah. any way, any stretch yeah, of the imagination. Yeah, he couldn't have known that no, you were No, no, but, you were but that. really it was, it, it should, it shouldn't have been at that time. Yeah. But then my second encounter was with a boyfriend that I truly loved. Yeah. I truly, truly did love. I, I stayed with him for four years up yeah. into college um, he's still a friend of mine age. today. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was, I have no regrets about that. That yeah. was a lovely experience, a lovely relationship. And, um, and I, I have no regrets about that. I do feel in hindsight, like it was all too young. Yeah. If I could go back and do it again, I would say maybe college. Yeah. Um, maybe not even college, maybe yeah. just towards the end of college would, would, if I could change things, that's when it would be. Because I think it was more emo- emotional than I was allowing myself, more emotionally uh, impr- imprinting yeah. than I realized. Yeah. At the time, I just thought, this is what I want to do. Other people are doing this. Of course, this must make sense for me. It makes sense for them. Right. In hindsight, it's, it's, uh, it's a big deal. It is a big, a big deal, deal. And, it, and it does feel like, I mean, I feel, I definitely know that women who are friends of mine today who are maybe, you know, more kind of sexually active in terms of having multiple partners and stuff than, uh, than I ever was still seem to slide into that place of, I think I'm doing this for me and mm-hmm. I think I'm liberated in that way and yet somehow I still end up longing for the phone to ring, Mm -hmm. even if he wasn't that important to me going into it. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder, is that, I mean, if we're this fragile in our 30s and 40s and 20s, how is it to be a teenager and to feel like, yeah, he's cool, so we had sex, and then then somehow make that, make his or her, you know, if if you're gay, but to make that person's feelings about you or how they treat you you're already thinking to yourself, like, it's so important what everyone else thinks. It's so right. important how I right. come off to everyone else. And so much of our value seems to come out of that behavior. It just makes you wonder, like, if you're doing it with somebody who's maybe 
doesn't respect you or you don't respect you're just not connected with in the way you should be and i don't think that changing i don't think you you can really possibly know at that age either and i I hated hearing people say that i really did yeah and i hated when i would hear my mom say you don't have the emotional capacity i would say you don't know my capacity i yeah and really it's experience it's life experience but i also think the the if if it were simply about emotion uh, I would say maybe, yeah, have at it and see if you're right. tough enough. When you mix in possible deadly STDs yeah. and children, yeah, that's an explosive combination. Yeah. Yeah. And I have friends who got pregnant in college who now have 21-year-old children, 25-year-old <laughs> children. I am barely capable as a mother of a five-year-old. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have friends who have uh, diseases that they got in high school yeah. and couldn't get partners through it. Yeah. Through, you know, all these different things. Or I know people who have gotten diseases and died from them yeah. because of sexual uh, encounters. So it's, it's, uh, it's hard to compartmentalize and yeah. say when you just talk about it as a, an emotional, when are you as an individual ready it's hard to just put it in that because it doesn't just involve that it involves everything right uh it also involves how other people see you because people will find out that's the number one thing when you're younger is about other people knowing right everyone will know right everyone will know and everyone will exaggerate it right so i i'll never forget the girl in fifth grade who everyone claimed gave a blowjob to another guy under the bleachers. I don't know if it happened or not, but something happened. My God, there's so many blowjobs under bleachers in every school, everywhere. There were so many rumors. That girl has now contacted me on Facebook as an adult. And I think of her like, you think of people from your past with a one sentence, yeah. you know, that's the, the, you know, girl who, you know, worked at the mall. That's the girl, this, Pick this is the girl who gave a blowjob under the bleachers in fifth oh grade. My God. And what a shame. Wow. You know, what what a shame. shame. She, I think like now is a diplomat or something. Uh, no, no, you're not. You're the girl who gave a blowjob. That's crazy. So, um, yeah. It's, so it's, how do we, so how do we convey like if there if there are girls who are listening right now who are fans of yours or or who are just kind of looking to to be heard by you know thinking about somebody who's funny who's who's charismatic who's beautiful but also not afraid to be foolish and silly and be one of the boys whatever that means I also knit and I have a driver's also, license you're also very crafty and a passport I'm pleased to hear you have a driver's yeah. license that's yeah. very unusual for just Los got Angeles just good got good news yes. Um, just kidding. How do we, how do we, like, how do you, I mean, how should we communicate? Is there a way for us to communicate? Like, hey, we're, I know that it sounds super lame that we're like, now we're old ladies and we're telling you to wait or whatever, but mm. how do we can, I mean, or do, or is it just everybody has to have their own experience and, and all we can do is say, hey, we're here on the other side and it gets better, but also don't be afraid to go against the curve and wait and not necessarily have sex so early. Cause I feel like, I do feel like teens are having, I mean, it's, are we just the old ladies now that we thought our parents were like, it's in the old days. I think but, it is both. You I know, think it is both. But kids are definitely like, I went to the Nickelodeon's kids choice yes. awards. The girls yes. were dressed. Like yes. I would never have felt comfortable dressing. You could see they were wearing tube skirts. Well, my mom's thing with me was butts. in high school, I was not allowed to wear clogs 
or hanging earrings because it made me look like I was asking loose. for it. Yeah, I was loose yeah. with my clogs and I my like, I was earrings. I dressed like super punk rock, no, but no I makeup. was like baggy. Oh Everything yeah, was baggy. No, I could wear makeup to be punk rock. Yeah. I couldn't wear seductive lip gloss and yeah. things like that. Yeah. In hindsight, I'm so grateful. In Malibu now, there are these girls that. I mean, God bless my husband trying to be out in the water on surfboards with these girls. I mean, 17 years old with like tattoos, like fuck me across their back. And it's just like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, um, I, yes, I, I wish I could grab them and say as the old lady now, stop it. But, um, there's, there's more for you. There's more for you. And the the risks are too big and all that stuff, but it will go in one ear and out the other, I believe. The only thing that I think can stop people from doing it is a certain amount of self-esteem. Right. And I think that self-esteem and not having to go with everybody else's flow all the time, that self-esteem is hard to, you haven't had a lot of years to gain that self-esteem. And if you don't have a super solid family and female role models and male role role models, you you can't just automatically have it. The only thing I would say that, that maybe you and I could be of any help in is to say, look, I was a gawky girl. I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have a lot of boyfriends. I came into myself. I had some experiences in hindsight as now a kind of cool 41-year-old with a pretty great career and, yeah. And, yeah. and fantastic family and marriage and all that stuff. I wish I had waited. Yeah. I wish I had waited. Uh, did it kill me? No. Did, yeah. do, do Would I not have the things I have now? I don't know. Yeah. But... Uh, just to hear that, yeah, and if that means anything. Did you have? Um, did you have? Go- oh, really another thing I was going to say was, oh yeah, we're lucky, yeah, because yeah, we are. I do, I have, do have friends. Who've I do made have the friends. Same choices and the outcomes were very. That's different. right. I feel like yeah. it's a bit of a roulette game. Yeah, it is. And it I is. think of the times I got into friends' cars. Yeah, when they were driving drunk, and it was oh funny. God. At the time, I, yeah, and then the car next to us, you know, figuratively. Those kids are all dead. Yeah. We just lost a, fa- a, a 15-year-old boy at the top of our hill a couple weeks <sighs> ago. Killed. Yeah. Drunk driving. I mean, he's his, his, in the car with his brother. His brother's drunk. They're both dead. Not Mom lost her whole life. That's yeah. it. It's over. Yeah. Not um, it. it doesn't mean a lot when you're that age because it's not going to happen to you. It didn't happen to me. Yeah. It didn't happen to but you. But it did But it happened to the third people. person who's not sitting here I today. I know. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And that's same with me. Like, oh, like getting high and then, and then letting my friend let me spend the night at some guy's yeah. house not even in like in a sexual way but just like oh he's a friend of a friend and he's yeah. gonna let us crash there i'm so lucky i wasn't raped I was, about, i've never been raped i honestly don't know how that happened i agree but i am the same way how how about and this is this is not bragging and it is funny it's funny in hindsight because i i came out on the other side right how about i woke up on a mattress on saint mark's place with my oh, skirt up my like God. oh i mean you know, uh, I was in a band. I was in a punk yeah, band. Yeah. We, we had, I had done Coke that night. Then yeah. we played and then the sun was rising and I couldn't make it up to my seven floor walk up. So this looks like a comfy place to lay. Oh, I mean, the, the amount of steps that it took for me not to yeah. have something happen to me that night yeah. and every night yeah. is remarkable. Did I have fun? Yeah. Do I have great memories? Yeah. Am I incredibly lucky that the roulette wheel landed where it was? Yes. And that's, I don't know if it's God and what it is for you or what it is for anybody, but yeah. but it doesn't mean it can't be me tomorrow for making right. bad choices. And it doesn't mean it can't be somebody who hasn't 
made those choices yet. Right. Why right. not just make the right choice? Then right. you know you'll be okay. I know. I There's know. plenty of great experiences to have when you get older. Yeah. Plenty of them. Yeah. So let's so so when did you when did you start playing music? And banjo, I know you play. That's a kind of a long way from punk rock. Okay, and first and, A and Janet Blake. Stop immediately. Because I do not play the banjo. Really? Somebody put on my Wikipedia yeah, page, yeah. not just that I play banjo, but that I'm an avid banjo player. <laughs> and you know what? I have I have not taken it off because I find it so wonderful. I'm like, you damn I right I play banjo. It. I was no, totally ready not at to all. believe it. But what I do play is ukulele now, which ah, is kind of funny. And you know, I have a mandolin hanging there that I, I guess, still don't know how to play I, my next, as I wish I My did, next gift for right? my husband is mandolin lessons because that's okay. my next instrument. I'm a, I'm a bluegrass fanatic. Yeah, I'll meet you. Well, I think we may be starting with the same band, you and me, because yeah, I I love it, and yet for some reason I can I play guitar and bass, and I oh no, mandolin is another animal, you know, because the tuning is so seven hundred and fifty strings. Yeah, I can't. uh, I don't know about that. So, but when did you start? So you started on guitar? Oh well, no. Or did you start on bass? No. Yes. No. Uh, Math heart. No. Time's up. Damn. Um, I. I'll tell you the story in a nutshell, which is a pretty great one, and it's pretty like go go girl power story. Right. Uh, my my two girlfriends of mine. We we lived in New York on the Lower East Side, and uh, one was an actress, one was a fashion designer, and we all each of us had boyfriends. Is this your twenties? Your college? This years? is my twenties. Okay. This is um, towards the end of college. So this is in, like nineteen ninety one. Okay. So I was hadn't graduated yet. We had boyfriends in bands, big bands, and we said they were all on tour all the time. Some some big bands, some, you know, whatever. But they were very successful in their world mm-hmm. of music. So we all we all lived in these tiny apartments with like instruments falling on our heads from, right. from our, our significant others. While all of the boys separately were away on tours with their bands, we said, Hey, as a joke, let's each grab an instrument from the apartment, one oh, of our wow. apartments. We'll rent one of those spaces down there for an hour, write a f- song, right? And then oh. when they get back, we'll be like, hey, we have a band yeah, too, yeah. right? So we met. I grabbed a bass guitar. Uh, the drummer grabbed some drums, had never played in her life. The guitar player grabbed a guitar. She had never touched a guitar. I never touched a bass. We got to the space. We asked the, the owner, Janito, who was uh-huh. a very nice <laughs> guy on Avenue A, how to plug it in. Uh, he showed us. And... It was funny for five minutes, and then it was fun. Yeah. And then it was inspiring. And then we met the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Oh well, God. about, I guess, a month in, maybe two months in, someone from the next room leaned their head in and said, hey, I'm hosting a party in Brooklyn this weekend. Do you guys want to play it? And we were like, oh, no, no, this isn't what you think it is. You know, we're right. not really a band. And huh. he said, well, I've been listening, and you're you a are. band. So we said, okay, well, we have five songs. And he said, great, play five songs. So we played five songs at this party in Brooklyn. Yeah. And John Zorn, who's an avant-garde, um, who's who's a, a, a jazz musician, uh, who has had a label called Avant, which, which was a Japanese label, uh-huh. was at the party, and he said, "Would you like to make a record?" Oh my god! And we this said, is "Crazy! Well, we, don't ha- we have five songs. Yeah. Said, How many do we need?" He said, 10. We said, "Okay, we can write <laughs> five more songs." Yeah. So we recorded an album uh, in New York. With the 10 songs, I think it was, that we had, it was put out on a Japanese import label called Avant. Yeah. Well, within two months of it being out in the world, yeah. we got 
uh, three and a half stars in Rolling Stone magazine. Oh my god! We got two pages so awesome. spread and spin, and they said it's the hottest. I new remember sound. this. Yeah, um, Smashing Pumpkins were saying we'd never heard anything like this. Yeah, um, we were befriending all these music people who were saying, you know, where have you been, and how do you make that sound? And we just kept saying, honestly, I don't. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, and we can't copy anybody because yeah. we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, um, it's a great album. It's a great album. It's a it's what a great album. What was the first album. song you guys wrote off that? Bum Leg. It was Bum Leg. Yeah. Okay. There was All a right. guy I used to know. His name is Joe. He used to live across the street. And the the chorus was, your dad works for my dad. Yeah. So it was all very juvenile, like, you know, all the kind of stuff we're talking about, sort of. Well, it's fun. I mean, it's it's definitely like the lyrics in, in a lot of the songs or most of the songs are, are sort of funny and witty, but yeah, it they was don't an outlet. feel jokey. It was they another outlet. Like, it was another know, outlet, voice. another... I don't want to say diary, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just it's 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 stream of conscious. So, oh my God. well, when that came out, we thought, well, maybe we're maybe we are onto something a little bit. Yeah. And again, it was a hobby. I had my own TV show. I was yeah. doing Viva Variety. Yeah, Nina was doing big theater in New York, and Jody was working for Donna Karen. And I think because we weren't so concentrated yeah. on it, um, we then played a show after that album. And I look out in the audience. We're at the, the original Knitting Factory, and Rick Ocasek is standing yep. there. And he came backstage afterwards and said, I'd love to record you guys. And we said, well, of course you would. I mean, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, we were shocked. And he took us to Electric Ladyland Studios in New York, and we recorded a single. He produced a single of ours. From that, we were playing another show at the Knitting Factory, and Rick said, I have a couple friends I want to bring to see you play. And we said, okay, put them on the list. Just put me plus five. Yeah. So the next night we're playing there, and down the aisle comes everyone's 10 feet tall, too. Rick Ocasek, his wife, Paulina Porskova. Right. Jim Jarmish. Yeah. David Byrne. Neil Young. Yeah. And Neil comes up to us after the show and says, uh, how do you, wa- you want to be on my label? I'm starting a new label off of Warner Brothers. And we said, you can go fuck yourself. No. We said, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, please. And so we did, we had a three record deal with Neil. We did two. Yeah. And we toured with him. We did the Horde tour. Yeah. Um, and we did Europe a couple times. And... Um, and we still owe him a record. Anytime I see him, I think him, only one is on iTunes. Is that true? I think only one is on iTunes. We that's have one that has we Ashley have a total and, of three albums. Yeah. Ashley's the one that's about to have a baby, actually. Oh my gosh, today. that's so funny. Um, but yeah, uh, anytime I see any of the record label people or Neil or anyone from that group, they always say, "You owe us one more record." Yeah. So I like that it's out there, floating around. That maybe someday we would. I wonder if they would let us. Could, I wonder if I could put one of Cake Like songs on at the end uh, of this podcast. I don't see why so not. People could enjoy. I don't see why not. So people could enjoy. So people um, could enjoy. You said one thing that I just have to jump back to. I have to go to the bathroom? about keeping a diary. No, oh, keeping a diary. But did you keep a journal? Did you keep a diary when you were sometimes? Teen? I was spotty with it. Yeah, yeah. It felt so important to me to. I sort of wish I had that same impetus now, like yes. that drive, because that fire of. Oh God! I've got to! I got to say this stuff. I've got to talk about how I'm feeling. It's and I've funny gotta, you think that because my first thought that stops me every time when I think I want to write something down is, I guess, because now I'm sort of in this maybe the second half of my life. I think to myself, if I die tomorrow, don't write anything that's going to piss anybody off, right? Because you well, don't, I don't want do that anymore. to be the last. I don't feel that anymore. I don't feel that drive. Oh, I so see what you're saying. Best. But when I was that's a teenager, I, mean, I got to get it out. So many, um, and and at the time, it felt like. Most of the time, it felt like what I had to say was so important, and yeah. and I look back, and I was so boy crazy. Like, I Aww. think I thought, I, I don't know what I, 
my memory of what I was writing and, and how I was feeling and the fact that I, I think I thought it crossed all spectrums of my being versus the reality of cracking one of those open yeah. and realizing that nine times out of ten, whatever that driving force was, boiled down to a, a boy. Like, yeah. it boiled down to, yeah. I just need I need to say these things yeah. about yeah. Wh- how he was looking at me and whether that yeah. means something. Mine were and, like that, too. Mine know? were like that, too. I've, and then if I was happy and, like, in a stable relationship for a while or nothing much was going on, I, I definitely didn't need to sit down and write yeah. about anything. Yeah, but. it was cathartic. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's, that's part of what the band was, too. It was sort of t- towards the end of that period where... I have something to say, damn it, you know. Which, but kind of nice to have that to have that indelible record of it. In it's a, incredible in a way, to that nostalgia. Oh, we're so blessed. I, I so lucky. Oh, Absolutely, that's fantastic. And to have other people say, "Good for you," I I approve of that. Yeah, is is, a, is nobody can you can't ever argue and say, you know, that doesn't feel good because it does. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. From the twisted minds that brought you the Adventure Zone, Balance and Amnesty and Graduation and Ether Sea and Steeplechase and Ultra Space and all the other ones, the McElroy brothers and dad are proud to reveal a bold vision for the future of actual play podcasting. It's um, it's called the Adventure Zone versus Dracula. Yeah, we're gonna kill Dracula's ass. Ah! We're gonna, well, we're gonna attempt. We haven't recorded all of it yet. We will attempt to kill Dracula's ah! ass. The Adventure Zone versus Dracula. Yes, a season I will be running uh, using the D and D Fifth Edition uh, rule set. And there's two episodes out for you to listen to right now. We hope you will join us. Same bat time, same bat channel. For bats. I see what you did there. People say not to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Which is why here on Just the Zoo of Us, we judge them by so much more. We rate animals out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics, taking into consideration each animal's true strengths, like a pigeon's ability to tell a Monet from a Picasso or a polar bear's ability to play basketball. Guest experts like biologists, ecologists, and more join us to share their unique insight into the animal's world. Listen with friends and family of all ages on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. And then in terms of for you with comedy then and now, I mean, it sounds like you came from kind of your dad, your dad is a performer and yeah, and, uh, my dad's the, he's a, he's a voiceover actor. He's the Cocoa Puffs bird mm-hmm. and he was Lion-O, Lord of the Thundercats, which is fantastic. A big deal in the eighties. Um, <laughs> it's still a big deal for me. <laughs> Matt is not in a large way. My dad's actually way. doing the new Thundercats. He's playing oh, lion nice. father, I think. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah. I want to say it all comes full circle, but that just seems that would real be weird. pretentious. That would be weird. Real pretentious yeah. for a conversation about the yeah. Thundercats. But so just to, 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 to revisit the, the kind of humor comedy kind of stuff, um, it sounds like you, it, for you, it maybe came out of two places. It came out of a, like actually having a family or having a, having parents who were funny. Yeah. It was or, encouraged. In it my was house. encouraged. Funny, funny was being smart. Getting through school was, this was my thing. If I brought home a C, my dad would honestly say, did you do your best? And if I guess I did, he would say, God bless you. Yeah. Ab- 
good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, intelligence was not, not, not encouraged, but it was not the most important thing in my family was humor. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's not so, but, and then did it feel like it came out of defensiveness as well as in terms of being no. kind of a kid who didn't fit in or no. just, it, it was already there? No, it was already there. Yeah. I think I was, I was, I was freed to find it. Yeah. It was not, um, I didn't find it and say, aha, I found the secret weapon. It was right. more like, oh, phew, that's there. Yes. And it was always there at home. My dad and I would make videos all the time and little Super 8 movies and, that's and awesome. you know, reel-to-reel tapes and stuff. So it was always there. I didn't know that it could be a part of my everyday life and sort of be a, a source of self-esteem yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then my last question is just body image stuff in terms of talking about being gangly and being tall and kind of how boys and dating fit into that. I mean, how did you, did you feel self-conscious in your body? Did you feel uncomfortable in it or did you embrace it? Did you feel like... I would say, honestly, until about the last mm, three years, I have been more insecure than not about my body. And in the last couple of years, I don't know if it's about having, you know, when I got pregnant, I gained 90 pounds. I, I weighed 210. You went for I it. I went for it. Yeah. And I did not exercise. And you know what? I loved it. I loved yeah. every minute. I loved every bit of my size. I loved all of it. I'm back down to my fighting weight of 120, <laughs> which is the, pretty much the weight I've been my whole life. But yeah. I, when I look in the mirror now, I really, truly do feel, for the first time in my life, full of wrinkles gray hair Hardly. under the dyed hair. Okay. You know, the belly if that I I didn't so. have, but really I really do I think if you compared pictures of me now and and 20 years ago you'd say, "Well, yeah, 20 years ago she looks prettier, but I feel prettier now. I feel better now. I have a, a self-confidence about myself, about my work, yeah, about my friendships, about my choices, but it took till now, which yeah. is uh, great in some ways and not so great in yeah. some ways. But at 41, I f- am more comfortable in my skin than I've ever been, which is not saying much because that's not that comfortable, <laughs> but it's a hell of a lot more you, comfortable than I felt at 15. You can only take it from where you are yeah. on a certain scale. It's the Kiri Kinney that's silver right. scale. That's right. Um, well, you are uh, stunning. Uh, you are one of my favorite dressers. I wish that I could break apart your entire outfit for the listeners, but I won't put them through it, but it could not be more adorable. I'm wearing um, just overalls and flip-flops. She is not wearing overalls and (laughs) flip-flops. She has a mustache, which I wasn't (laughs) expecting. Um, Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Janet. I've always adored you. You're sort of like the mama of comedy who brings us all together once a year for Sketchfest. I would have done anything you asked me to, Um, but this is important work here. Well, you know. It is. I think I just feel I'm hoping that, that people who... You know, girls whose parents watched uh, the states. Yeah, but also there's so many um, girls in their teens and twenties who love Reno. Well, there is nothing for for young girls. There is nothing but negative uh, things for them to learn from. There's nothing but Jerseylicious and The Bachelor and all this stuff. That P.S. I watch sometimes. Yeah, but I I'm I'm not you know as as in much of a learning stage about myself as I was. Yeah, thank God. The primary uh, influence when we were young were, were not some of the performers now yeah. and the all of the reality television that there is now because it's yeah. hard to wade through. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm grateful that we made it through unscathed. And I think it's great that you're doing something for, for young women that um, 
that is for once positive and maybe cool at the same time. And you don't have to, you know, just because it's not, uh, you know, kids, you know, making crazy, dumb, weird choices doesn't mean it's not cool and yeah and smart yeah well i guess we should put our clothes back on well i guess i don't and, know i'm so comfortable <laughs> that girdle it's been is great. It's so been very tight. sexy times yeah um carrie kenny silver thank you so much thank you janet and i might need help getting up off the floor if matt you could yeah we've got assistance yeah. for that mother's I've got a whole now. crew of interns yeah mother's hip went out <laughs> Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.